This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hi and welcome to Health Check, a podcast series by The Straits Times. I'm your host, Joyce Teo, and I'm ST's senior health correspondent. Our topic today is sudden cardiac arrest. Recently, Danish footballer Christian Eriksen went into cardiac arrest when he collapsed during Denmark's Euro 2020 match against Finland. His heart stopped beating and he had to be resuscitated. And just on Monday, the health ministry here said that a 16-year-old teenager suffered a cardiac arrest shortly after lifting very heavy weights at a gym, six days after he received his first dose of the vaccine on June 27. Investigations are ongoing. Today, we have a guest who can tell us more about the serious heart condition, how it's different from a heart attack, and if there's anything we can do to prevent it. He's Associate Professor Ching Chi Kyung, a senior consultant at the Department of Cardiology and the Director of Electrophysiology and Pacing at the National Heart Centre, Singapore. Hi, Prof Ching. Welcome to Health Check. Thank you for having me. Can you start by telling us what is sudden cardiac arrest? You know, how can very healthy people be running one minute and then collapsing the next minute? Let me first explain what is sudden cardiac arrest. It is caused by a very rapid heart rhythm. It causes the heart to go real fast, very chaotic. It's called ventricular fibrillation. In fact, the lower chambers are not pumping blood out of the heart. It's as though it goes into a cramp. Little or no blood is pumped out of the heart. And as a result, the blood pressure falls. The rest of the body is starved of oxygen-rich blood. And when that happens, the person becomes unconscious and falls flat. Right. So, you know, you were explaining what is a sudden cardiac arrest, right? So, I mean, the question is, you know, why does it happen? And you know, why does it happen so quickly? You know, the heart is an amazing organ. It pumps about 90,000 to 100,000 times a day. And each time it pumps, it squeezes blood of the heart to the rest of the body. It maintains a constant blood flow so that toxic substances are removed and nutrients and oxygen is delivered to the rest of the body. Now, when ventricular fibrillation or sudden cardiac arrest occurs, uh, that stops. That's why it's arrested. The heart stops pumping effectively. Now, can you imagine over three to four minutes, the brain uh, will be damaged because it requires nutrients and oxygen to keep it uh, going well. And when that happens, uh, you get brain damage. If it uh, continues uh, over 5, 10, 15 minutes, certainly the rest of the organs will fail and the person will die. So it is a medical emergency. Right. So why does it? happen? You know, how do we know if we are at risk of this condition? A very good question. So there are people who may be at risk for sudden cardiac death. So for example, a person who's already had a condition where the heart pumps poorly, the heart function is already reduced. For example, the ejection fraction which measures the heart function is less than 35%. A normal person is more than 55%. An inherently weak heart puts a person at risk for abnormal heart rhythm and sudden cardiac arrest. Number two, if they had a previous heart attack, a heart attack occurs and when that happens, some walls of the heart becomes damaged. And as, as it heals, they may be scars. And within these walls are actually the electrical fibers or wiring of the heart. And the electrical fibers are there to tell the heart when to pump and how fast to pump. Now, because of damage due to a previous heart attack, the electrical wiring can go into a short circuit or disarray, and that will initiate or start sudden cardiac arrest. Or someone with a previous episode of sudden cardiac arrest without 
good medication or intervention, they are at increased risk of another event. Uh, because sudden cardiac arrest really is related to electrical abnormality or disarray within the heart, leading to ventricular fibrillation and ineffective pumping action of the heart. Uh, some uh, patients may have existing electrical disorders of the heart, you know, such as long QT syndrome, or Brugada syndrome, and certain triggers may cause the heart to go into ventricular fibrillation, leading to sudden cardiac arrest. But for the you know the lay person, right? How do we know if we have any of these conditions? And also, you know, when you read news reports of people suffering from cardiac arrest, a lot of them tend to be quite young, right? Like the Danish footballer was just twenty nine. And actually, the those who who are at greatest risk of sudden cardiac arrest are those actually with a history of heart disease. For example, a previous heart attack. They have heart failure. They have weakened heart muscles, and they usually have symptoms such as breathlessness and chest pain that limits activity or exercise. Um, they may have unexplained giddy spells or blackouts especially on exertion, who may not have much symptoms, and the first manifestation of heart disease will be sudden cardiac arrest. But majority would have some form of symptoms, and that would be warning signs. And that person would be, should be prudent or should seek medical attention or consultation to have that assessed. Right, so is it preventable then? Yes, for those with a history of heart disease, watch out for these symptoms. Take the medication on a regular basis. Those medications will help reduce uh, complications, help them live longer, live better. For the general public, you know, if they have any symptoms that limit their exertion, symptoms that limit their exercises, you know, uh, protracted, unexplained breathlessness that's out of proportion to the level of activity, persistent chest pain that comes with exertion when they rest or stop the activity, the pain goes away, uh, or they have unexplained giddy spells or blackout, especially when they exert themselves, you know, like for example, if they were to sprint to catch a bus, they sprint up the overhead bridge, and they have such symptoms that limit the exertion. That could be warning signs, and you would be prudent to have that assessed. Okay, so if I'm sprinting to catch the bus at, you know, how would I know I need to get it assessed? So I can't catch my breath for a while, which is quite common. Would those symptoms be out of proportion to what you normally feel with the same level of exertion? Mm, okay. The person needs to kind of know where his level, his comfort level or exertional level be and whether at the same level of exertion it gives him or her breathlessness, chest pain, giddy spells or palpitation that is out of proportion compared to usual or similar levels of exertion. So if you like what you're hearing so far, please subscribe to the Health Chat Podcast for free on your favourite smartphone apps, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts. Like us and give us a rating. Now back to my conversation with Professor Ching on sudden cardiac arrest. So what are the chances of someone surviving such an episode? It's getting better in Singapore. The sudden cardiac arrest averages about 50 out of 100,000 population per year and good survival means that you know, survival with, with good brain function with ne good neurological function that continues to live meaningfully and purposefully unfortunately it's not very high survival averages about uh, three to five percent those who are less than 65 years old has as good a chance of 10 to 11 percent survival whereas those who are older 65 and older and above the survival is about three percent or so but <laughs> That's very green. It is. So Prof, what can we do if we see someone collapse in front of us from sudden cardiac arrest? If you're walking down the street, you know, and if you see someone fell and he is unresponsive, in fact, he's not breathing 
uh, appropriately. The first step is to do a CPR, laying flat on the ground, start good chest compression and activate the ambulance. What if you don't know how to do CPR? If someone collapses in front of you, um, you're uncertain of doing good quality chest compression, call 995. There will be helpers and if you have a buddy or friend with you or people around you, ask for a AED, you know, if they know where that is to quickly bring the AED to the victim and follow the instructions on the AED packet and there are usually voice prompts. Follow it. Uh, if it's a shockable rhythm, it tells you to shock. And by doing that, you may actually rescue someone from sudden cardiac arrest. So don't leave the person around alone. If it's unresponsive, it's not breathing, jump on him, do chest compression, and get a friend or someone uh, to get the AED and activate the emergency services. Our emergency services, uh, the ambulance service, is actually very good. They almost always arrive at the scene in a short period of time, and experienced and trained medics can then take over the resuscitation process. Thereafter, they still have some uh, uphill task of recovering well in the hospital so that they could live well thereafter you know, with good neurological or brain function. Right. So it's a chain, what we call a chain of survival. Different people along the way need to do that job well so that victim has a very good chance of surviving well. For those who are at high risk of sudden cardiac arrest, we know that if the victim suffers from a sudden cardiac arrest, early access to healthcare will help survival. We have a therapy called internal cardioverter defibrillator. It's a device that we implant in patients who are at high risk of sudden cardiac arrest. It's a miniature AED. So what it does is that it's in the system, in the body, monitors the heart rhythm automatically. It detects and diagnoses sudden cardiac arrest due to ventricular fibrillation automatically. It recognizes it and charges up uh, the ICD and to deliver a life-saving shock automatically too. So that's a therapy that we offer to patients who are at high risk of sudden cardiac arrest. So Prof, um, some people think that uh, sudden cardiac arrest is like a heart attack. Can you tell us the difference and you know why should we know the difference? It is different. Okay, let me explain to you what is a heart attack. A heart attack occurs when the plumbing to the heart or the blood supply, the arteries you know, supplying oxygen-rich blood to the heart is stalled. It usually means the arteries becomes blocked and then the heart muscles that is supplied by that artery, it begins to be starved of oxygen. And when that happens, the heart muscles die. It damages it, causes scar. So when that happens, that part of the heart does not pump effectively. So the heart function reduces. It's like a engine, for example, car engine. You get a major accident. It's a 2000 cc engine but after the accident it is at most function as a 1000 cc engine you could still go slow and long but you can't go fast you know and hard so that's heart attack it is a blockage in the arteries resulting to lack of blood flow to the heart muscles giving rise to death of heart muscles whereas sudden cardiac arrest is an electrical problem as mentioned deal with the electrical wiring within the heart because of the electrical uh, short circuit or this array the heart just stopped pumping suddenly without warning and within minutes there's brain death within 10-15 minutes there's death to the rest of the organs and death for the person could occur now a heart attack because of the damage to the heart muscles could cause the electrical wiring within that heart muscles to go into this array or short circuit and may trigger sudden cardiac arrest so i guess the key difference to the lay person is that a person having a heart attack would be awake and his heart would be beating 
sort of image of a man, you know, holding his chest in pain comes to mind. Whereas a person who has just suffered a sudden cardiac arrest would have lost consciousness and his heart would not be beating. So, Prof, what are the other differences? Can you tell us more about that? They stop breathing normally. To the trained medical personnel, they realize there's no pulse rate, there's no blood pressure, right? And death occurs easily in uh, 10 to 15 minutes. A heart attack is chest pain or discomfort in the chest. It gets worse. It spreads to the shoulders, the neck. With that, they may feel a sense of difficulty in breathing. They feel cold, you know, cold sweating with, with it. They may feel nausea. Uh, that is a heart attack. Most patients are still conscious and with that symptoms and severe chest pain that they have, they will then, you know, get an ambulance perhaps. Most heart attack patients can be treated quickly when they arrive in the hospital. So what can we do to prevent cardiac arrest? For those who are at high risk of sudden cardiac arrest, those with heart diseases, with previous heart attack, with heart failure, be compliant with the medication. Take it on a regular basis as prescribed by the doctor. Live a healthy lifestyle, watch a diet, keep active, you know, exercise to what they can uh, do or they can bear. Um, those healthy living habits and active lifestyle will do much to mitigate deterioration and the risk of sudden cardiac arrest. For those who without symptoms, if they have first degree relatives, parents or siblings with an episode of sudden cardiac arrest, it is reasonable to have themselves screened for conditions such as hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, which is the abnormal thickened muscles of the heart, whether they have electrical disorders of the heart, such as Bugatta syndrome or long QT syndrome, where sudden cardiac arrest may be the first sign of the disease. Prof, what are the chances of, you know, um, the layperson getting this cardiac arrest if you have no family history of a heart disease? For those general population who have no known risk, it's likely to be less than 1%, way less than 1%, I think. Right, so it's quite rare. The risk is highest in those with existing heart disease. In our study, mm -hmm. the death rate for those with poor heart function uh, could be about 12% per year. Right, okay. So there's just low risk of uh, people getting this. The people who are at risk are those with a family history of uh, heart disease. And they should be watching out for signs and symptoms that you mentioned just now, like chest pain, breathlessness. Is that right? That's correct. Thanks for your time today, Prof Ching. Oh, you're welcome. Well, that's a wrap for Health Check, a podcast series by The Straits Times. Don't forget to subscribe to us for free on your favourite smartphone apps, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts. Search for Straits Times Health Check, like us and give us a rating. Thank you for listening. That was an SBH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.